On today's episode of Three Wide in the Middle, we are diving into the end of the season as we got the World Finals just kicked off last night with qualifying night. NASCAR Final Four is set as they head to Phoenix to decide the championship and big news in the open wheel dirt world as Thomas Meserol, also known as T-Mez, and RMS split. So we'll be covering all of that and more on today's episode of Three Wide in the Middle. So stick around. What's up, everybody? Thomas Brandon here. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. And once again, this week, I am flying solo. So I talked to Keith a couple days ago. Um, Keith is actually, he's in the process of moving. Um, they're, they're moving to a new house. Uh, last week, he, they're, they're moving to the new house. He got called into work. It was just a crazy week for him. Uh, this week he was hoping to be all moved in and ready to go. I talked to him two days ago. He's like, look, I'll be ready to go on Thursday. Um, that's not the case. Um, you know, moving is, I hate it. It's one of the things that I hate the most. Um, my, my wife and I are hoping to move in, you know, to get a house here in the next few months. And, um, when we do, I can promise you, if I've got the money, I will be hiring movers. I absolutely hate moving. It, there's very few things on earth that I would, you know, pick under moving, meaning like I would rather move than do those things, right? So I cannot stand it. I do not like it at all. And, uh, you know, Keith is in the middle of doing that. So Hopefully we'll get them back soon. Um, I'm, I'm thinking they'll be done this week and then we can uh, be back next week and, uh, you know, pretty much cap off what's been a pretty interesting season. Now, a couple of quick housekeeping things. We will be back next week. Um, obviously, you know, the NASCAR season will be over. Um, but essentially what we'll do is we'll be, we'll go in to the week before Thanksgiving, and then that's it. We're going to be pretty much done. Um, we'll have an episode the week after Thanksgiving, and once we do that, that'll start our every other week portion of the um, off season, where we basically go to just two pods a month, just kind of keeping up on the news. Now, obviously, we will have a big show leading up into Chili Bowl and you know all of that stuff, but that's a ways away. That's a couple months away. So anyways, what do we got on the docket for today? Well, we got a bunch of stuff. So um, like I said, the final four is set heading into Phoenix. We've got Byron, Blaney, Larson, and Bell. I am going to be giving you guys my thoughts on that, who I think is going to win the championship. Um, if you guys remember, I had a pick. Uh, you know, I had picked Hamlin. To, to win the championship. Uh, obviously, that is not going to happen. Um, I did have Blaney and Larson in my final four. Um, the only one that Keith had in his final four, I believe, 
was the only one that he got right was Blaney. So Keith had Hamlin, Trix Jr., Blaney, and Logano. Um, he had Logano winning the championship. I had Hamlin, Blaney, Larson, and Bush. I had Hamlin winning the championship. Both of us were wrong on that. Um, I did have two out of the final four. He only had one. So small victory for me as Keith kicked my ass the entire year on the NASCAR Pick'em. I will definitely be owing him the uh, iRacing credits for his victory there. So We'll dive into the final four here in just a little bit. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the big news that we had in the dirt racing world, um, specifically the dirt midget world with Timez and RMS. They split. Um, now, the news just came out uh, a couple days ago uh, on like Monday or Tuesday. And... When I heard the news, and I actually watched an interview, so I had heard the news. I was actually working um, at the glass business on this day. I think it was Monday. And when I'm doing the glass business, essentially I have, you know, earbuds in my ear for two reasons. Number one is I listen to podcasts all day long or music. It just helps pass the time. But two, it's also easy for me because there's a lot of times where I will be literally like yesterday, for example, I was putting a windshield into a truck and I got a call. And if that's a potential customer, I have to answer that call, right? So I need to be able to literally click and say, you know, brand an auto glass while I'm doing something and then also talk. Not to mention, I get so many calls while I'm driving, I got to be able to take those calls while I'm driving. So I was listening to something, the news comes out, and well, immediately I'm like, all right, well, what's going on with this? Why why would they, you know, split? Why, what, what's the deal? And so, switch over, I'm looking for information on it. Obviously, the, the news has just dropped, and finding backstory and, and everything else is, is a little bit hard because it just came out. Well, it wasn't very long after that was announced that there was an interview of Dave Estep, the owner of the RMS racing team, um, with a guy by the the name uh, I dude I'm I do not know this guy's name. Um, I want, but I want to give him credit. Uh, let me find it real quick. Um, the Chaz. Okay, so the the Chaz. That's the name of the YouTube channel, I believe. I think he I think he goes by the Chaz too. Um. I remember him calling, saying the Chaz during this. So anyways, um, if you want to hear the entire interview, go over to YouTube, check out the Chaz. And he's got it on there. He interviews Dave Estep. Estep calls in. They talk. They get into the kind of his history. But, you know, it's like an hour and a half long interview. It's a long interview. He doesn't just come right out and be like, all right, what happened with you and team? As like, they talk about other stuff. But when it comes to that portion of the show, which is why everybody's listening, right? We want to know what what's the deal, what happened. Um, they start getting into it and I gotta be honest, uh, Estep's, um, answers were kind of weird. I don't know any other way to say it. You know, he talked about how, you know, he, he basically, first of all, he was saying this, this season was really hard on him and his health. Now, 
I completely understand that. We've been talking about the struggles that RMS has had all season long, okay? And they had struggled. Now, with Meserol, it made a lot of sense because they were doing this whole new Angler Ford program, which we, me and Keith actually covered um, probably a month or two ago, talking about how bad that they'd struggled. We talked about their how much they'd struggled during Indiana Midget Week when they just could not get get it going. We talked about how changing a motor, it's not like it's just, all right, we got a different, you know, we've got more power now on the bottom end. It, it, that's not the way it works. It affects the balance of the car. It affects everything, right? All your setups are now different. Everything that you do is different, okay? And Engler um, was developing this Ford program and come to find out this was Estep's idea. Like he was kind of the front runner on this. He wanted to do this. He wanted a new challenge. He loves challenges. And these are his words out of his mouth in this interview. And then it got to be too much for him. Um, they struggled. They couldn't get the car really figured out. It wasn't until the BC where finally they had like hit on it and, and, you know, Mesrel got a win. If you remember, Mesrel won the prelim night, uh, prelim night number one. Justin Grant, the other RMS car, won night number two. Now, keep in mind, while Mesrel's dealing with this Engler Ford stuff and struggling, it's not like Justin Grant's been lighting the world on fire, okay? He, Grant hadn't had a midget win either. Now, he's second, in, Grant's second in points. He's been much more consistent than Mesrel, but Mesrel had a lot of DNFs because of that motor. All right, so um, it's not a it's not a fair comparison. Now, full discrepancy. I love Timez. I've told stories about us racing against Timez when he was back out here on the West Coast running USAC Western States. Okay, I root for that dude in no matter what he races. That being said, Justin Grant is better than Thomas Meserol. If I had to pick between those two to win a championship, I would go with Justin Grant. Okay, he is a He's won championships. He is a proven champion on the national level. All right. But I think Timez is literally right there behind him. I really do. Um, you know, the, the guy can drive and he can win. So, you know, for him to struggle as much as he did this year, we knew that a lot of that was the Ford Engler or the Engler Ford program. And they look to be finally getting it close, right? Like the motor was close. And then you've got this split. Now, uh, Tina said on his YouTube channel at the end of his last video that he just put out where he's testing his, he's testing his new car, uh, what he calls the MF one, which I can only imagine what MF stands for. Um, but he's testing that car. Um, he's also testing the seven X before they go out West. Uh, you know, credit to Dave Estep. He did give Meserol the 7X car to finish out the season with, which is really cool. So Meserol is obviously hauling it and responsible for it and everything else. But Estep said, hey, man, you take this car to finish out the season, which is really cool. Now they've got the brand new car that they just built um, in testing. Keep in mind, this is just testing at Lincoln Park. There was no other cars out there or anything else. But that new car was three tenths of a second faster. Um, that's a big deal. Now, is that going to carry over into the races? I don't know. We're, you know, only time will tell. But they've got this new car. Meserol is essentially, it looks like he's running with, you know, it's some kind of partnership deal with Engler 
Um, the Angler Ford program went with Meserol, right? E-Step is the one who was kind of spearheading it, but now it went with Meserol. And, you know, in the interview, like I said, it was really weird. Um, E-Step talked about how he needs, he wants a driver, you know, focus on one driver, one car to win a championship. That's what he wants to do. He wants to win a, a USAC midget championship. He thinks Justin Grant's his best opportunity to do that. I do not disagree. I think that would be his best chance to win a championship. Um, you know, he talked about wanting someone who's focused and single-minded, you know, uh, not busy with extracurricular stuff. So he kind of, you know, it kind of sounded like he was saying, hey, look, you know, Meserol with the whole YouTube channel and all the other stuff he does, you know, I, I don't want those distractions. But then he also at the same time kind of backed that down and was like, well, no, that's not a problem. I just, you know, so it was a really weird interview. And, um, you know, for him to say that, hey, this motor program was mine, my idea, right? I, I, I'm spearheading it almost, you know, I, I want the challenge. And then, hey, the challenge is too much for me. And oh, by the way, this year has been really hard. And, you know, see you later. As we're all, we're, we're going with, with Grant. Um, I thought that kind of sucked. I really did. Now, keep in mind, E-Step owns the teams. He can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's, you know, mezrol has been with them for, what, five years? I, so, I mean, he's had a, it's been a great run. You know, um, it has been. I just, the, the I don't know how else to describe the interview as other than weird. I just, I don't know how else to say it. It was just weird. Now, we've got the West Coast Swing coming up. Um, in fact, they should be hitting the road here very, very soon. Um, they're going to be doing, what did they got? They've got... Um, Bakersfield on the 14th. Now, essentially, the West Coast Swing is really condensed. So they're going to be running, you know, like, it's like eight nights or seven nights in 11 days. Um, it, it's, it's really, really condensed. So, yeah, the 14th is Bakersfield. Then they got... Placerville on the 17th and 18th. Then they go to Merced for the 21st and 22nd. And then they've got the 24th and 25th at Ventura for um, what is, you know, essentially Turkey Night. Okay. And the Turkey Night Grand Prix. Um, it takes place, obviously, after Thanksgiving. But that's that's what it is. So I think Meserol is going to do well on the West Coast. Those are his tracks. He knows those tracks. Um, I also think Justin Grant's going to do well. Um, you know, and Logan Seavey. Uh, you know, those guys are West Coast drivers. Um, if Buddy Kofoid happens to run any midget stuff, I think he'll do good also. You know, a lot of these guys from California, they're, they're, those tracks are very different than anything else back east. And when you've got experience on them, um, you know, can definitely see those who have ran them before and have done well. So I do think Mesrol is going to get himself another win. Um, that would be cool to see. I would love to see that, especially since it's basically his deal now, um, at least for the rest of this year. I don't know what he's got going on for next year, um, you know, what he's going to be doing, um, you know, that type of thing. So 
We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of teams out there that would love to have a Thomas Mesrol on their or in their car. Um, you know, if I had the money to run a full-time USAC National Midget Series, I would want Mesrol in my car. Okay, the the dude can flat drive. So we'll see what happens and where he goes. But yeah. Big news, um, did not see that coming. I figured at least we would see him in that car for another season at minimum just because of the whole Ford engine program and wanting to, you know, now that they've got that motor pretty close, because I think they've got that thing pretty damn close. I really do. So if it is that close, um, you know, once they get that thing dialed, it's, oh man, I think they're going to be good, man really good. So hopefully, hopefully they end the season strong and then team Eds can come out on fire next year, uh, because it would definitely make for a very interesting summer. And, you know, there's one thing that, that team as is it's interesting. All right. So final four is set in NASCAR. Um, we're going to close the show out with that. Before we get to that though, we did have the, uh, world finals kickoff last night with qualifying night. So if you guys remember, this is something that, you know, newer that they're doing where they've got this night of qualifying on Wednesday night. It is literally like just hot laps and qualifying last night, um, for the sprint cars, late models, and, you know, big blocks or super dirt car series. Uh, sprint car side of things, Sheldon Hodenshield and Brent Marks led qualifying. Uh, they had basically, they did like, they had two groups, A and B, and then they ran two flights, if that makes sense. So they ran qualifying for Thursday night, and then they ran qualifying for Friday night. Okay, if that makes sense. Um. Sheldon sets fast time on Thursday night. Marks sets it for Friday night. On the lay model side of things, which was really awesome to see, uh, you had Brandon Overton and Scott Bloomquist leading qualifying, which was incredible. Um, on the uh, <laughs> on the the super dirt car side of things. I honestly did not even see who set fast time. Um, let's see if we can find it here real quick. I didn't even look. Uh, I gotta. I gotta be completely honest with you. Um, I don't follow them that much, but it's really good racing. You know, when I did the. Uh, So you got Shepard and Phelps who got quick times for a qualifying night at World Finals. You know, I didn't even know anything about the uh, big block modifieds, right? The Super Dirt Car Series. Knew nothing about them. And on the iRacing Sim, I remember when we got the track uh, Weed Sport. And this was like a big deal. Everyone's like, oh my God, wheat sport. That means we're going to get big block modifieds. I'm like, what the hell is a big block modified? We don't have these things out West. 
Okay, we do not have them. And everyone's like, oh my God, they're incredible. They're like a mix between a late model and a modified. I'm like, really? And then you look at them, you're like, these are not like a late model and a modified combined. That's ridiculous. Um, they're definitely their own thing. But I had never really seen them race before. Hadn't really paid attention to them. I was like, eh, I don't know. These things look okay, I guess. But I'm, I'm kind of cool off of it. I don't need another dirt. I don't need another dirt series to follow. And... When I went to World Finals back in 20, 2021, I was blown away at how cool they were. They were incredible. They were so cool, man. They The racing was really, really good. Uh, it was actually some of the best racing of the weekend. It really was. Um, I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. Uh, that being said though, I still don't follow them as much as I should. <laughs> I should follow them better, but I don't. So anyways, they got all the qualifying done. First night of racing will be tonight. Um, you know, Brandon Pierce or excuse me, Brandon Pierce, Bobby Pierce, uh, qualifying last night, he clinched the championship. He's done. He's won the championship. He doesn't even need to race the rest of the weekend. He has clinched the championship for the Outlaw Tour um, over Chris Madden. Madden is in second right now. Brandon Shepard's in third. Essentially, you have a battle between Madden and Shepard for for second position. Um, If you go a little further down, battling for fourth and fifth, there is a very tight battle from fourth all the way down to pretty much ninth. There's about a 38, 40 point difference. So Kyle Bronson is in fourth place right now. He's got 5,022 points. Ryan Gusson's got 5,014. Nick Hoffman and Brian Shirley both have 5,012. Tanner English has 4,984. And Dennis Erb has 4,980. So definitely, you know, one of those guys has a really good weekend or a really bad weekend. You can see some some changing with that. But Pierce has got the championship locked up. It's over. Done. Congratulations. Your first year in the Outlaws and you dominated, um, you know, without counting this weekend. In 35 starts, he's got 14 wins, 25 top fives, and 31 top tens. Uh, just an insane season. The season that Bobby Pierce has had is ridiculous. Keep in mind, he also has like five or six wins in Lucas Oil. He's got, um, I, I think he's going to win the Flow Racing Late Model Tour as well. Uh, he's His season is nuts. It really is. I mean, you're talking about it's on par with, you know, Davenport season, right? 2015. Obviously, Davenport season last year with all the money is is absurd. It's insane. But just, when you're talking about just the results, the wins and, and the top fives and stuff, Bobby Pierce is having one of those years. You know, Ricky Thornton Jr., another one, had an incredible season. Now, Ricky Thornton did not get the championship because of the way they did it, but still an incredible season. So, yeah, hats off to Bobby Pierce. Got the championship locked up and... You know, now he can just finish out the weekend, uh, you know, having some fun racing. 
So obviously he's a driver, so he's gonna wanna gonna wanna get out there and win. Now on the flip side of that, we've got the Outlaw Sprint Car Series, and once again you've got Gravel and Sweet battling it out for the championships. They're separated by 50 points heading into last night, um, and they basically qualified right next to each other. So I think Gravel was like second quick in one of the qualifiers. Sweet was third. You know what I mean? Like they're literally right there with each other. Um, Pretty much in order for Gravel to win the championship, they're going to have to... Sweet's going to have to... For for Gravel to win the championship, Sweet is going to have to have some really bad luck. Like, you know, blow up a motor and then not get the spare in, miss the feature type of bad luck. Like, it's going to have to be really, really bad. Um, and I, I, I just, I don't see that happening. They're, they are the most consistent team out there. They have been for many years. And... Yeah, I just I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Brad Sweet's had another incredible year, and it looks like he's gonna lock up his fifth championship in a row. And you know, then we'll see what happens next year. Is he gonna just go run his own series, or is he gonna stay in the Outlaws? And operate that series, you know, who knows, um, you know, Kyle Larson had come out and say, look, they want to increase the purses. They want to keep the midweek stuff, you know, until we have more time to really hear what those guys are going to say and have them say, this is what we're doing. You know, I don't want to comment anymore on it because there's right now it's a lot of hearsay, even though Kyle Larson's being asked about it leading up to Phoenix, that is not his concern right now. His concern right now is winning a cup championship. So, you know, we'll see what happens with all that stuff, but yeah, final weekend, the Outlaws heading in or kicking off. And last night it got underway with qualifying. Now, last little note on the Outlaws side, we did see Jacob Allen back in a sprint car. Um, he did qualify last night, which is good. It's good to see. Um, now, Allen was in the 1A car. Tanner Holmes is still out there. Um, you know, he was still out there running. Last night qualified in the one T car. And I would imagine I shouldn't say I would imagine because that 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 implies too much. From my understanding, what I'm hearing and what I'm what I'm um what I'm thinking is that he's gonna Try to find a ride on a national tour next year. That's going to be my guess. I think Tanner Holmes is going to try to find, at minimum, a ride on the you know high limit all star tour, whatever they got going on, um, or Outlaws with the the high limit you know Outlaw 
you know, potential decision to be made. It's going to be interesting to see who goes where. You know, if Jacob Allen does come back, if he comes back full time, you know, would they run a third car and keep Tanner Holmes? They're going to let him just walk. You know, who knows? But Jacob Allen is back and ran last night. He'll be running this weekend. Tanner Holmes. Um, we'll see what happens. He has not announced any future plans for 2024, but I'm sure he will post that on his YouTube channel when he has a chance. So, moving on. NASCAR Final Four. Last week at Martinsville, we had some drama in the Xfinity Series. Uh, you know, obviously that whole cluster with Creed and Richard Childress calling him out. and it's I... To be honest, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to get into it. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Um, you know, it's just like, whatever. You guys look like clowns, and I'm just moving on. You know, I. it's unfortunate because that's what the trucks and the Xfinity have come to lately. You know, it's just, hey, let's just use this guy up as much as we possibly can because we got to lock ourselves in at whatever cost. And if that means that we're going to just send it straight in there and bounce off the guy outside of us, then, hey, hey, that's what we're doing. So it's freaking ridiculous. It looks horrible, and I just have zero desire to talk about it. I really do. You know, Richard Childress, you're going to call your guy – you know, I've had lots of drivers. He's the dumbest. He's, you know, what at worst, whatever. I, I like Richard Childress. I really do. Um, but to me that you just don't do that. That's so bad. That's so bad. That would be like me standing up, you know, when I'm coaching my son's little league team and being like, I've had lots of players and playing to my son, but he's the dumbest of them all. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's that's what that's like. It's it's just such a bad look. So, anyways, uh, cup side of things. Um, once again, in terms of the racing, the racing was pretty boring. I'm going to be honest with you. It was pretty boring. Now, there was a level of excitement that was carried through the racing action because of the fact that it was a cutoff race. That made it exciting where you're looking and it's like, oh my God, is Byron going to make it? You know, is Hamlin going to pass enough spots? Is who, you know, is Blaney going to win and lock himself in? Like there was this excitement to it because of the points, but the racing itself, the actual racing product sucked. It was not good. Um, We've talked about this literally for like, we're going on two years now. Uh, The tire is way too hard, way, way too hard. I think Rodney Childers said that he left the left side tires on Harvick's car for like 200 and something laps. Like, are you kidding me? That is insane. And these are independent rear suspension cars. Keep in mind, these cars drive off the left side way better than the Gen 6 car ever did. Ever did with them straight axle cars. I mean, it's not even close. So the fact that you can run your left side tires for 200 plus laps at Martinsville is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So Goodyear's got to come out with the harder tire. Now, I know 
that there are people out there that are like, dude, Goodyear doesn't make any money off of NASCAR. They do this simply to sell tires in the real world. I got to be honest with you. The vast majority of people don't even know what tires they have on their car. They don't. If you took a poll of people and you're like, hey, what kind of tires do you have on your on your street vehicle? Right? Oh, hey, I see you drive a, a 2017 Honda Civic. What, what brand of tires do you have on there? Dude, 90% of people aren't even going to know. They're not. And they're damn sure not going to go, oh, man, look at that. Look at that NASCAR race. Those guys ran 200 laps on their tires. I better get me some good years. They're not going to do that. Are you kidding me? So how do we soften these up a little bit so we can actually have some racing on track that matters? This shit where it's like they're all cruising around on these Flintstone concrete wheels and there's literally like no fall off. It's just getting old man it's just getting ridiculous dude there's a couple of really simple fixes that nascar can do to improve the racing of these cars especially on the short tracks and it wouldn't be that hard it really wouldn't be increase the horsepower it doesn't even have to be a ton man we're not saying thousand horsepower just get it back up to 750 Increase the RPMs. This idea that hey, we got to lower the we got to lower the red line to, to nine thousand so we can attract other manufacturers. What manufacturers are coming in now that the RPMs are at nine thousand? All you did was increase the amount of shifting. That's all you have now is more shifting. It's so stupid. A comment like that when I hear somebody say, "Well, oh, the you know the manufacturers or NASCAR's like, hey, we need to lower these RPMs because you know we we won't need to attract other manufacturers." Right? Whoever is saying that is obviously a moron. They don't know what they're talking about. They haven't been around racing. No manufacturer. Do you think Honda's sitting there going, man, you know what, dude? I, we would be in, but your red line's at 9,500. If it was 9,000, though, we, we would come to NASCAR. No, they're not doing that. Are you kidding me? So why are we wasting our time with that shit? Get the RPMs higher, increase the power, and soften up the freaking tires. Make it to where they actually wear out. If you did just those three things, and this whole thing about the horsepower and the parts and, oh, well, reliability, that's horse shit. That's bullshit. They could very easily raise the horsepower to 725 and the cars handle it. They, I think they could even get it to 750 and it not be hard for them. I mean, the components are basically the same. Yates said that. And when it comes to motors, I would trust him more than anybody else. So, you know, if Yates is out there going, well, man, we can actually get these things at 750 pretty easily, then uh, let's do it. Because essentially all you're talking about is just a tapered spacer that is controlling that. That's all it is. So do it. Get the power up, soften up the tires, increase the, the red line on the RPMs, and you will see some better racing. These guys have to be able to spin the tires if you stomp the throttle. There is absolutely no reason why you should be able to drive the car deep into the corner, slam the brakes, 
downshift the third, stomp the throttle, and drive off. And you don't even spin the tires? Really? Really? So, I... The... The racing product on track was not very good. The excitement was there, just and the drama was there because of the points. Now, Blaney, who has been on fire these last few weeks, he really has, got the win, locked himself in, and now we've got, like I said, Byron, Blaney, Larson, and Bell. Now, looking at the Final Four heading into Phoenix, I'm going to tell you right now, my pick to win the championship is Blaney. I think Blaney's going to do it, Okay. I think Blaney's going to do it because out of those four drivers, he has the best track record at Phoenix. He really does. Um, Blaney has had like two, is it two or three? Uh, two straight runner-ups, his last two playoff races, runner-up in a first, and he's been very good at Phoenix. Very good at Phoenix. He's also got a very good crew, I think the I think the championship is going to come down to a late race pit stop, which I hate. I think that's stupid that it's going to come down to that. I just hope that it's not because of some bullshit caution that gets thrown, right? If someone's winning by 10 seconds, right, just let them race it out, man. Don't throw some stupid caution for some BS debris or some crap like that. Or Don't do that, okay? But... I think Blaney's going to win it. I think I, I I actually think even though I would say everyone's kind of focusing on Byron and Larson, I think Blaney is going to win the championship. My second pick behind Blaney is Larson. So if we were looking at this, I think it's going to be Blaney, Larson, Byron, Bell. I like Bell the least out of the four drivers. Um, and it's really a toss-up between Bell and Byron in terms of who I like the least. The reason why I'm going with Byron is because Byron actually won there uh, you know, um, when we raced at Phoenix earlier in the year. So I really like Blaney and Larson. Um, I, one of the reasons why I like Larson is because I, I like Larson anywhere. The guy can just drive. It doesn't matter. He can drive. If he's in a race, if you're talking about one race, you got to have somebody behind the wheel of your car to really, you know, get the most out of it. How can you not pick Kyle Larson? So, to me, um, the reason why I, the only reason I'm picking Blaney over Larson is because Larson already has a championship. Now you can make the argument, hey, he's got that championship pedigree. He knows what to expect. He knows how to do it. Um, you know, you can look at the opposite side of that with Blaney, though, or, or Byron or Bell and say, no, these guys don't. And they've got that hunger and they're going to do whatever it takes. So, you know, obviously only time will tell. But that's who I'm picking. I'm going to pick Blaney. I think he's going to get the championship. I'm actually hoping he gets the championship. Now, I won't. I will not be disappointed. You guys know how big of a Kyle Larson fan I am. I will not be disappointed if Larson gets his second championship. Um, I will be very happy if he gets a second championship. I would just like to see Blaney get one. Um, you know, I think that would be really good. I don't like watching some of these drivers who are really good and then they go their careers and they don't get a championship. You know, the fact that Denny Hamlin does not have a championship, I hate that. I hate it. I don't like it. You know, you're talking about one of the winningest drivers in NASCAR Cup Series history and he doesn't have a championship. So, you know, 
I would like to see him get one. Um, but, you know, he's got to get to the Final Four first. And that didn't happen this year. So, he'll have to come back next year and try to get things done. But yeah, that's coming up this weekend, obviously, on Sunday. Um, it is pretty pretty cool considering that this is like the youngest championship four we've ever had. Um, the average age is 28 years old. If you look at Byron, Blaney, Larson, Bell, they're all really young. Uh, you know, they're late 20s. So, um, you know, to me, they're, to me, they're kids. So, <laughs> All right, you guys, so that is going to do it all for this week's episode. Pretty down, you know, fast, quick, to the point. Um, but, yeah, uh, we will be back next week. I say we. Hopefully, Keith will be with me again next week. But we'll be back. Um, I will be back next week uh, to do this all over again. We'll be wrapping up the NASCAR championship, the world finals. Um, yeah, because the end of the season is upon us. So it's crazy how fast the year has gone by. It really is. I mean, it's already November 2nd. Um, that is insane. I, it's just crazy. I Since the start of this year, um, you know, I have been working between 100 and 120 hours a week. And I cannot believe how fast this year has gone by. I've had 13 days off this year. And it's just been, it's just flown by. So crazy to think that it's, going to be 2024 here in another couple months. It's just nuts. But anyways, that's going to do it. Thank you very much as always for joining me. Please, you know what to do. Download, like, share, subscribe. Get it out there to your friends, your family. Heck, get it out there to your enemies. I don't care. Just get it out there. Um, but keep keep listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, it's why we do the show. We just enjoy it. It's fun. And the fact that you're out there listening and helping us continue to grow this show is uh, it's great, man. So we really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, as always. And we will be back next week to do this all over again. So enjoy the weekend of racing with the World Finals and the NASCAR uh, Series Championships. And until next week, take care. <laughs>